0: as high producing agents and team leaders share their stories and unpack the principles and systems they've used to double triple and even quadruple their business while enjoying greater quality of life and now here's the latest episode of club wealth tv
1: so check it out we're talking about lender Partners, guys, we are gonna have a conversation today with my friend, Jeff Fitzer of USA Mortgage. And I'm telling you something, you guys, how you work with your lender partner is ridiculously important. Too often, too many people screw this relationship up and they do it in many ways and we're going to talk about all the different ways to screw the relationship up and more importantly, how to get that relationship off on the right foot, how to make sure that you and your lender are both getting great value out of that relationship so that you guys are having success together and it's not a one-sided relationship. So we are working on that today. We're very excited to be, happy to, to be here with Jeff. This is, of course, Club Wealth TV. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, Before I forget, I want to tell you that Jeff and I have a video workshop coming up. What you don't know about Jeff is he is an expert on video. Uh, And so what we're going to be doing is in a couple of weeks, March 26th and 27th in Seattle, we've been doing these workshops where it's not just an education. It's done with you. What that means is when you come to one of our our, our workshops, You literally walk away with things completely done in your business. Like recently we just had one with Grant Wise over at Whitley and uh, he came in and we literally built funnels for everybody that was there. If you heard the feedback from that thing, you would be blown away. People loved it. And in fact, several of the people that were at that one have signed up to come back to Seattle and do the workshop with Jeff uh, on video. And now at this video workshop, what's going to happen is you're going to come away with 20 uh, videos completely done with you at the workshop uh, so that literally uh, you will have uh, all the important videos that you need in your business done when you walk out of that workshop. All right, that being said, let's get right to this lender relationship. So Jeff, so often agents love to go to their lender and say, hey, would you you know share leads with me right away you know or would you would you pay to help me buy leads or would you you know contribute to whatever financially and my challenge with that is i'm all about first of all i'm all about the lenders participating with the agents financially on the cost of lead acquisition that being said it kills me that agents are asking for this before they've even sent a freaking transaction to the lender like i've never understood that it's like hey you give me a bunch of money, and then I'll think about sending you business. That's the wrong approach. What I've always suggested is, hey, look, give, then ask, then receive. What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me. Yeah, Thanks for the plug about the video. That's gonna be so much fun. I just had to say that because we've never done anything like this, and I don't know of anything like that that exists. Mm -hmm. So get in on that, uh, Club Walters, that's gonna be fun. Uh, But yeah, so this started with a Facebook post where somebody asked the question, uh, and I don't remember if it was exactly how it was said, but they said, "How many of you are getting reciprocal business from your lender? I'm getting nothing from mine, and it makes me mad. And I don't know where the mindset comes from, to be honest with you. and I would love engagement. I would love people to comment on this and tell me who is teaching you when you get into real estate, number one, that lender, title, insurance, like there's this hierarchy and we're, you're here and we're here and we should do this, right? And just give, give, give. The biggest mistake that I find in the industry is that we don't look at these as partnerships. And that's what it is. Like your lender should be a partner. It's, it's not about tit for tat on leads. It's not about credit cards. It's about let's work together to grow our business. Because if I'm a good lender and you have a good lender, your goal should be to grow your business because you're feeding me. And so if your lender doesn't have that mindset, that's what we need to help you understand so you can go back to your lenders and get more from them. Dude, I think you just nailed it right there. You know, you you had mentioned, you know, what, you know, where did this mindset
1: come from that you know everybody should be just supporting the real estate agent instead of it being a partnership? I I agree with you. It is a partnership. I think that the problem is that you've got a lot of especially larger producing agents, right? Your tier three four five six seven uh, agents out there that are crushing it and there is an expectation and rightfully so that hey look if i'm sending a whole bunch of business to a particular person be it a lender or whomever there's an expectation of reciprocation the difference between that mindset and what you just described it plagues a lot of Is a lot of agents just think no you should just send me business because i'm the real estate agent yeah, okay. That's not enough, right? Likewise, it's not enough for the lender or title or escrow or whomever to just provide good service, right? That's an expectation. Uh, you know, providing good service is the starting point. Uh, we wouldn't even be, and, and I would recommend, you know, none of you should be having a conversation with a lender or title. And we're just, let's just use lenders. We'll just talk about lenders, but this really extends to all of the, your different service providers out there. Um, But you shouldn't even be having the conversation with someone if the starting point isn't they deliver world-class service for the client. Um, Now, beyond that, beyond providing that world-class service for the client, they should be participating in the cost of client acquisition and and they should be a full and complete partner on your team. Um, and speaking of which, before we go deeper on this, I'm going to share exactly what I believe are some of the steps that they need to follow to be a, a full and complete partner in your team. Before I do, I want to remind you guys, uh, about our sponsor for our calls, uh, for our Club Wealth TV and that's Wise Hire. If you go to clubwealth.com forward slash Wise Hire, uh, they are fantastic. We love those guys. And, uh, Hey, we got to pay the bill by giving them a little plug. They, uh, they spend a lot of money to make it possible for us to do Club Wealth TV and have great people like Jeff Fitzgeron, uh, and so go to Clubwealth.com forward slash wise hire. This is a company that we and a lot of our coaches and clients use to help recruit agents and other team members to their team. So Jeff, talk to us about what does it mean to be a full and complete partner? What does that really look like in your eyes? And then I'll share some of my thoughts.
0: Yeah, I mean, so so let me let me backtrack real quick too and, and just comment on the mindset that a lender, Well, let's, we'll just stay on lending, a lender is going to reciprocate leads. Um, if it happens, that's a big time bonus, right? Because the reality is for, for you, and when you, you said like high level agents, high level teams, high level brokerages, they get it, right? They have mm-hmm. probably one or two go-to people because when they lay their head on the pillow at night, they don't have to worry about anything because that is to be expected. And they also probably get con- contribution in a variety of ways, which we'll talk about. But what you have to realize, and and it kind of derives from the post that started all of this, is a good LO is going to have 10 on the low end to 30 referral partners that are real estate agents. How many friends and family do we really know that are moving every single year? Not that many. So think about it. Like if your expectation is you're going to get leads from your lender, like warm leads. It's just not going to happen. Like you just you're, you're delirious as, as far as that's concerned. And if it's going to be a lead lead, that's no different than you buying them, right? It's 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 a numbers game. It's going to be one out of a hundred, right? Um, and so that's why we need to talk more about where can you get value from your lender? How can they help you? Uh, and so to answer your question, uh, you know my opinion is this: is number one, obviously there is lead contribution, but again you need to have the expectation of when you approach a lender and say, hey, I know I've never met you before, but Give me your credit card because that's that's what it sounds like to us, right? So like Michael said, you know, there needs to be reciprocal on both sides. Like you just can't expect to walk off to somebody off the street. It just happened to me yesterday, actually. Somebody literally came to me off the street and asked me for $2. And I'm like, well, what, do you, what do you think this is? What do I look like, right? And that's kind of how it is. And so you need to earn it's, – it's a, it's a duplicated thing, right? You need to earn it, right? Uh, and so it starts with how can we help? Like are you doing events? Are you doing – uh, marketing? Are you farming? Are you creating videos? Are you, what kind of, are you doing open houses? What are you doing? Like, how can I bring value in those other arenas? And that is where it starts in my, in my opinion, when it comes to a good lender partnership. So let's, let's
1: talk about this really quick. Everybody, I'd like everybody that's watching this type into your screen, wherever you're watching this, whether you're watching in the club wealth group or somewhere else, maybe it's on Jeff's timeline, maybe it's on my timeline. uh, Do me a favor. And if you guys would, and Jeff, if you haven't already, if you could share this to your timeline, um, if you guys uh, would do me a favor, type into your screen, is your lender a partner with you? so just say my lender is a partner my lender is not a partner or i need a lender partner i want to get a feel for who's watching and what you, what your needs are right now um and so uh, type that into your in, into the whatever facebook feed you're watching this on right now um and as you're doing that i want to continue this conversation because here's the reality the reality is the agents do generally speaking the transactions virtually always start with the agent right that's usually where they start now, Jeff makes a very good point. If a lender, for them to survive in this business, for them to have a viable, productive, profitable business, they have to partner with a lot of real estate agents. So if they've got 10 tier one agents, you know, five tier two agents, and you know, a couple of tier threes and a tier four agent that are, they're working with, and one of those agents, regardless of which tier, is responsible for 40% of their business and the rest of them make up combined the other 60%, Who do you think they're going to send their referrals to, right? If you're all in the same city, for example, who do you think that they're going to send their referrals to? They're going to send their referrals to the person that's sending them the most referrals, assuming they believe that person's going to take great care of their clients uh, and their friends. So, I'm with you, Jeff. I think it's an unrealistic expectation to expect your lender to send you referrals. But I think it is not only reasonable, I think it is to be expected that the lender contributes once the agent has been sending transactions to that uh, lender. Now, we get into the question of RESPA. And I think this is a very important topic that we should talk about. I think this is a good time to have that discussion yes, you need to be sending your lender business before you ask them to be contributing financially to your marketing or doing an MSA or anything like that. But it cannot be a tit for tat. You have to be very careful about this. There are ways that you can get paid on a per transaction basis, but they're more complicated and involved. And Jeff, maybe you can share a little bit of that with us. Um, But by and large, it's a RESPA violation to do that unless there's
0: licensing in place that allows you to do that. So Jeff, do you want to
1: speak to that for a moment?
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, in terms of an actual yeah, j- joint ventures are legal, like it is possible. And I've had a conversation with a lot of people in Club Wealth about this. And it's typically for somebody who's got a large team or a large brokerage. Um, but yes, I mean, they are not only not only are they happening, um, more and more people are jumping on that bandwagon. Because uh, let's be honest, like the Amazon, the Zillow, the iBuyer, they're coming and there's nothing you can do about it. Technology is going to impact real estate commission, real estate revenue. And so creating other streams of revenue is going to become very, very important going into the future. And so getting ahead of that, which is kind of where we are, uh, is extremely important. And, and it's not just about that, that is extremely important. And I love it, because frankly, it's a swim upstream model for us. Uh, But we just don't stop there. And it's that same, again, it's not just here's my credit card, now send me business. Again, I look at myself as your partner. So even if I am business partners with you, and we have several of those partnerships, as you know, Michael, with brokerages where they are literally getting earning dollars on mortgage transactions, but it doesn't stop there. It's like, I'm going to bring value. Uh, I have a marketing department that's like an ad agency that's going to basically create anything you want, and we're going to print stuff for you, and it's going to be respite compliant. You're going to have a respite compliant cost. But it's gonna be drastically, drastically subsidized because it's not a profit center for me. I just wanna bring value to you. And I, and I saw somebody even mention, uh, you know, kind of follow up on leads. Like to me, that's an expectation. Now, having a system in place, like let's just say you buy YLOPO or Zillow or RDC or whatever it is, you know, if you wanna partner with your lender and, and we have LOs that do the same thing and they're gonna be responsible for follow up on those leads, that's a good idea too. Especially if you don't have the buyer's agents that are on top of them. I think that's fantastic. But I also know some brokerages that have really strong systems in place. And so they, the lender just waits for the warm handoff, basically. Um, I but that, that's, love that. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say those are just a couple of ideas of how you could be getting value because uh, a lot of us, a lot of us LOs, I mean, we're, we're pretty good on the phones. That's a lot of how we brought up in the business. And so if we can help on conversion, Hey, maybe give it a shot. Bring us in or, or make it a part of the drip, right? It's, it's drip, 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 lender. Drip, 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 lender. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe one of us is going to have more luck getting through. I, I love where you're
1: going with this. So when I had my team, so we had – for those of you that don't know, and I think most of the people watching us probably know, but when I was selling real estate, I was doing 120 to 180 units per month um, and uh, had 16 agents on my team. We had four lenders that were on my team. One of those, I owned the mortgage company. Um, and then we had three others that worked with companies that I did not own. And some of you might be asking, well, why in the world would that make sense? If you owned your own mortgage company, why wouldn't you only use your mortgage company? Because it didn't make sense. It didn't create the level of synergy that I wanted to create on the team i wanted competition i wanted and i wanted other resources i wanted to have other lenders on the team so that if my mortgage company because i you know i was a net branch of american one finance at the time and um and we, we had a limited uh, number of programs that we could offer, right? We could offer these types of things. These were underwriting guidelines. We had options that, that, that we could provide, but there were other options and not just options, but there were types of loans that other lenders that we partnered with specialized in that weren't the kind of product that we were really great at. So there was a synergy that was created there that allowed us to, pr- to serve the client better. And it also allowed for everyone, because I had all of my lenders, my team, as well as Um, The lenders that were that were not in the company that I owned, All of us were on the daily huddles. All of us were on the team meetings. All of us were at the call nights. All of us were at the team events, the client events. All of us were full and complete part of the team and every single one of them felt like a partner. And none of them, and this is really interesting, and this is an interesting dynamic that's not easy to duplicate, but none of the people that were not in my mortgage company felt any different than the people that were. They all felt like a full and complete part of the team. And that was magical. And I'm telling you, they helped each other out. They helped each other solve problems. They taught each other stuff. We all got stronger together. That's what it means to be a team, you guys. I really hope everybody's paying close attention to this um, because when you can accomplish that, Holy cow, you can get so much accomplished and everybody does better. It's a win for the agent. It's a win for the lender and it's a win for the client. And so uh, make sure that you are involving them fully and completely in every single thing you do. Um, Again, like, and I make it a requirement if, you know, if I'm working with a lender, for example, And I'm sending them a bunch of business. Well, guess what? If at a certain level, you can't require this. If I'm a tier one and I'm sending a guy, you know, a deal a month, I can't require much. Right. I mean, that's, there's, they're going to tell me to pound sand, but if I'm sending a guy 10 deals a month, let me tell you, like I can have some expectations. Like I want you on my huddle every day. I want you at my call night every week. I want you to be at the team meetings. And by the way, they want that because for them that provides them an opportunity to deepen their relationship with you and your team members which is very good for them because that's how they get more business. Now, I see a lot of questions coming up in the chat. I'm going to start going to these right now. By the way, uh, I think it was Jeff Moore was commenting on is that code on your wall and he's like nerd alert,
0: holy cow. <laughs> God, it takes one to I'm, a, I'm in I'm in an I'm in an, a co-share space so that is not my code.
1: But That's awesome. I'm I'm afraid to ask what that code does. We won't uh, we, we we won't dive deep into that right now. Hopefully Zach's not watching this. He'd be like, Whoa, that's not good code, Michael. All right. So uh, let's see. I'm looking for some of these questions and Oh, wait a minute. Most of these are just comments. All right. So if you guys have questions, type them into whatever Facebook feed you're watching right now. And, uh, and we will respond to your comment,
0: but uh, well, let me, let me say something, Michael, about what you said, which was you had multiple lenders too. And, And the thing is, is this is, this is a, uh, a a simple business mindset. And and so many agents don't think like this, but would you spend money or spend time or spend energy on something if you got no return? It's very simple. And so you need to hold yourself accountable. Like if you want to have a really strong, like it, it doesn't matter your business level, right? It doesn't matter if you're closing 50 units a year or 500 units a year, your expectations need to be set according to that. But if you're sending your lender a couple of deals a month, we'll set your expectations accordingly and hold yourself accountable. You want more? You want a grand a month to contribute? Up your game! You know, play the game more. And if you're doing 500 a year, if you're a brokerage, yeah, the like if you have like let's just say I'm basically married to a brokerage. Like we are tight. We have a strong relationship. I bring a ton of value. The best conversion I might get maybe 30%, probably more like 15 to 20. So there's a lot more business there. And, and you're right, Michael, like the lender is, is intimidated or doesn't like the fact that you're doing 500 transactions, and you need multiple lending partners. They, they, the lender needs to understand that because it's all about the ROI and it, you, we're all running a business. and And that's the thing. Again, I see it on both sides. I see lending. I see, I see real estate agents. I think they forget that they're business operators. And so think with that mindset, like, how would you run your business? Well, don't have different expectations for the people that you work side by side with, but hold them accountable and know what you can get from them in return because there's a lot that us lenders can do. And I will say, and lenders will hate me for saying this, but there's a lot of lenders that will say, well, my company has a rule that I could only spend 30% of your lead spend and I'm going to tell you right now Respa says 50. So I'm not saying that they don't that's them saying they don't want to spend more than that. That's and right. just either either accept it or move on. Um, okay, so that's, let's that's BS.
1: No, I agree 100% with you. And, and you guys, if you don't know what a lender is able to do, or if you're unsure if your lender is contributing appropriately, reach out to me personally. Or if you, if you have a lender that you love, but their company is saying, hey, we can't support you financially. Hey, guess what? You send me a private message, right? Everybody here can private message me in Facebook here. Send me a Facebook message and say, Michael, I want to know how I can make money with my existing lender. Because maybe I love my lender, but they're not getting the support they need from their company, we have a pathway for that. We have a way that we can help you continue to get to use the person that you love and you can get paid and they will actually make more money and you will make more money. And by the way, we talk about pull through. I'll give you an example. Most brokerages and teams at best will be able to funnel 20% of their business is the number that we see nationally, 20% to their particular, their preferred lender partner. I will tell you that my team and I've seen I've, I've seen other teams since of, that we coach that have gotten as much as 80% uh, usage on their preferred lenders. That's a big deal because now if instead of sending 20% of my business to my my preferred lender, let's say it's Jeff for example, if instead of sending Jeff 20% of my 120 100 you know whatever transactions a month or well in my case or a year if in some for some of you that's like what let's let's say you're doing 100 transactions a year if you're sending Jeff 20 transactions a year, he's gonna have less love to be able to give you than if you're sending him 80 transactions a year. So we'll show you how to get better pull through because it's important, right? You want to be able to send as much of your business to to your preferred lenders as possible. And by the way, Even if you weren't getting paid, which you should be, but even if you weren't getting paid, you would want to do that because it's gonna make your life easier. Because all of a sudden now, instead of having to have 10 different conversations with 10 different lenders all the time about what's going on, I get to have two conversations, one with my preferred lender and one with that other guy that's got the other 20% or whatever. And uh, now, not only do I get to have fewer conversations because I can cover more clients in a single conversation, also, I have more pull with that lender. If I'm sending Jeff, watch this. Hey, Jeff, if I'm your client that's sending you 100 plus transactions a year, and I say, hey, Jeff, I need a favor,
0: you're gonna bend over backwards for me to help make that favor happen, true or false? Oh, 100%. I mean, you, you say jump, I'm gonna say how high. Yeah,
1: but if I, on the other hand, only sent you one transaction last year and i say hey brother i need a favor you're gonna be like who are you what (laughs) i mean so let's talk about this so in terms of how do i find that lender i'm going to recommend this to start with you guys every single person on this call needs two lenders they work with if you're doing at least 10 transactions a year you need at least two lenders that you're working with now once you hit about tier three i would say you need whatever tier you in you're in you need that number of lenders minus one at a minimum is how many lenders you need to be working with, but always, and no matter what, at least two, what I would recommend is you always have a national lender and a local lender. Okay. So you're gonna have one local, one national. Now I recommend Jeff. I love Jeff. Um, but just understand, you don't have to use Jeff, but that's, that's a guy that we do a lot of business with and that we love. Um, and somebody that
0: I would recommend. So, Well, let me, let me add to that. So, so Jeff Moore asked how to find the right partner. And, um, and I have a different take on, on what you just said. And I don't think there's a one size fits all answer. Uh, But Jeff, what I would suggest is you kind of have a set of a list of questions as if you're going on a date with somebody, you know, you want to get to know them. And so I would challenge your lender and see how they react to it. And not the tough questions like how much are you willing to spend, but more like, hey, I look at this as a partnership. And so oh. I'm really curious to know from your like from your perspective, looking at it from a partnership, like how can you bring value to help us grow our business? And odds are, Jeff, you're probably going to get like a blank stare because they've never heard something like that before. Mm-hmm. And that's telling, right? You, you want to know, like, is your lender prepared to answer that question? And sadly, there's probably, I mean, our industry is behind real estate. Real estate's ahead of us. And, and so there. are I hate to say it, but there's not a lot of lenders that are going to be prepared for that question. But that's how you can siphon through. You just ask a simple question like that and see how they respond. Because if they're prepared or they're quick and they're ready to answer that question, that might be somebody you should consider as one of your partners. But then what you said, Michael, like one local, one national, I, I don't know that it necessarily matters. What I think is, is kind of strategic, like local is very important, right? You need to be able to uh, touch, feel, break bread, have cocktails, whatever it is, like build a relationship with your lender. That's extremely important. But I think more importantly than whether it doesn't matter, local or national, like you're going to have to find some niche uh, lenders as well. And so we like, there's another example of something I do. And I'm not afraid to have that conversation with my realtor partners. And that breaks down barriers too, by the way, is, hey, when you have that, do like a construction, like we don't have a good outlet for new construction, but I've got a couple of outlets for us. You don't have to worry about it. Like if you bring that to me, I got you. I will connect you. Um, and so sometimes it's a case of you have multiple lender relationships based on what needs you have. Other times, a good lender is already seeking out those opportunities, those options, like non-QM. Some lenders are stronger at non-QM than others. Some have portfolio products at some. Some might have a really good doctor program. There's all these little goopy niches uh, that not every lender is going to have an answer for everything because we can't be everything to everyone. And so just understanding that, and again, that's where having a good partner comes into play, because a good partner is looking out for every single one of your clients, whether they get the transaction, whether they get the commission or not. And that's really important.
1: Yeah, I think there's lots of reasons to have both. Personally, I really do think it matters. And one of the, in terms of having a national and a local partner. And the reason is, for me, I want different perspectives. And unfortunately, when you're only working with local people, if you don't have somebody that operates on a national level as well in your portfolio or in your on your team, guess what, your your thinking is now limited to what's going on locally you you're getting only the perception and the opinions and the ideas of people that are local and you're not getting the benefit of all those people all over the country that have great ideas as well uh so i really think it matters i think it makes a big difference now that being said before i forget. The link, and it's in your chat there, uh, or it's it's in the Facebook post here. Uh, If you go to an Aubrey, if you could type this in uh, everywhere, you can see this. Uh, If you go to clubwealth.com forward slash video workshop, clubwealth.com forward slash video workshop, uh, Jeff and I have this workshop coming up in Seattle uh, in uh, just a few weeks. It's going to be on the 26th and 27th of uh, March. And, uh, it is literally a done with you workshop. So you'll come out with all of the videos, all of your core 20 videos that you've got to have in your business done at that workshop. Now, uh, before we keep going here, I want to, I want or I should say, so I want to get back to some of the questions that you guys had and comments that you guys made. Um, Lucy Ort Krapman, she mentions, I had an agent. So Lucy's entitled. She says, I had an agent tell me once he'll give me the title on all the sellers that he, that I refer to him. It's like, are you freaking kidding me, bro? Really? Like, that just makes you sound like a moron. Like, <laughs> of course those are going to go to them, but that's not enough, right? That's not, that's not a relationship. That's tit for tat, and that's not what we want to be doing. Um, now, let's see. We also had Michael Brown, How would you set up a legal structure so that you can receive a percentage of all the business that flows through that partner in ABA, for example? Jeff, talk to us about that.
0: Yeah. So when it comes to the partnerships, there's basically, well, there's the traditional way to set up a joint venture, which is called a joint venture. Uh, And that is where you as the brokerage are basically setting up a separate LLC and you're acting basically as a broker through the company. Um, there are uh, there's some limitations to it. There is some startup cost. It's not the way we go because I just frankly didn't like it. It wasn't the, the barrier to entry was a little bit more difficult. Um and so what we're doing is more of a uh it it's it just dials right in to a mortgage branch, basically. And what we've found is kind of a kind of a I guess a workaround to the JV, which is where we're doing a lot of it with husband and wife teams uh, who own a brokerage or own big teams to where it is not illegal for a husband and wife, one, the spouse does mortgages, the husband, the, the other spouse does real estate and to, you know, to do business together. There's nothing wrong with that. And so that's what we basically figured out was that, okay, what we could do is, is that spouse pulls out of real estate um, selling, right? They're, they can't earn commission on a real estate transaction of any kind, any revenue on any real estate transaction and a mortgage transaction in this model.
1: Hang on one second. So the question I have is, and this is important uh, connotation. It's very obvious and clear that they cannot earn compensation on the real estate side and the mortgage side of the same transaction, right? That same licensed individual cannot be the licensed They can in the
0: traditional sense. So that's the JV model.
1: Okay, now there we go. So that's where so that is possible and it is also possible that I can be a real estate agent do transactions over here and I can make money on the mortgage transactions that I send to my lender partner. I can get
0: paid on those as well. If it's structured properly. Correct. And what we've found, yeah, I liked a lot of people might've heard of motto mortgage. They're doing it on a big national level that run time. They were partnered with Remax. Um, there's others as well. There's other people doing it. There's other companies doing it. The barrier to entry is just more difficult and mo- and what I'm finding, cause ours is much simpler. And even the barrier to entry there is keeping people from doing it. And that barrier is, we need to find a local LO. That's it. That's that simple. But basically, so, the, so doing a traditional JV model where it is possible to receive revenue on both sides is just, I just find that most people aren't as interested because they actually have to put some work and some money and some effort into it. That's why we decided to go the other route, which is the husband-wife thing, which, which does limit who we can partner with, uh, but it works and it works really well and it's working in other markets. So um, that's just that's just our choice. I
1: love it. I love it. All right. So, and again, if you guys want more information on that, shoot me a private message. I'll get you connected with Jeff and uh, and he'd be happy to do a one-on-one call with you and kind of walk you through how they set it up. And again, if you want to make money with your existing lender, if you've got a lender that you really like using and you want to actually get be able to get paid for sending them deals, uh, then, Again, reach out to me, send me a private message. I'll get you connected with Jeff and he'll walk you through. Here's the key guys. We're going to make darn sure that it's done in a RESPA compliant manner. There's nothing, I cannot state, state this or stress this enough. It has to be RESPA compliant. You've got to comply with the law. Jeff knows how to do that and he will make sure that whatever you do is done properly. So, but reach out to me, send me a private message.
0: I'll get and, you connected. and let me give, let me give one example too. So when Michael uses the, the term or the phrase get paid, um, let me let me let you think a little bit differently about this. And I've had this come up. We just started a it's not a partnership, because there is no spouse, right? The spouse has a career, she couldn't do this. Um, and so my idea was very simple. It's like, listen, obviously, we're going to do a desk rental in their office, we could probably do lead contribution, we will contribute to their events, we were all in on everything that they do. But I said, if this were if this part partnership, like if you're referring us so much business, let's say 100 plus deals a year, I'm like, I can get creative on how I can put dollars back in your pocket. And so in this particular case, the guy has a full-time videographer. I'm like, well, I'm going to need a videographer in your market. So once we get to that level, let's put the videographer on my payroll. That just took those dollars out of your, out of, out of your, you know, your exit uh, from your bank account and put it right back in it. There's a creative way to earn more revenue because I then take that off your plate. That's just one idea.
1: That's fantastic. I love it. So there's lots of ways to do this. Now we've got a couple of great questions in here. Uh, Matthew Soto says, Hey Jeff, what are your expectations from the agent
0: partner when partnering up with them? So in other words, what do we want that agent to be doing? Uh, Matthew, I just want help on growing a mustache like you, man. That's all I, that's all I want from you. Um the, the, the answer is is the same reciprocation. It's really an attitude uh, from me. This is just me answering this and and I wanna know that you're not here to use me and that you feel the same way about me that I feel about you. And again, it comes back to that first question you should ask every lender is what can you bring? What will you bring to this relationship? What can you do to help me grow my business? I get it, you're not just gonna hand me your credit card. And so for me, it's that understanding and and kind of that uh, collaboration of me just feeling like you're in it to win it with me. And I know that no matter what I do, that you are going to, you are going to do everything you can to get me as many clients as you possibly can, because that's what, that's what we're here to do. We're, at the end of the day, we've got to make money. We've got to close transactions, right?
1: That's right. Uh, another great question that we had was from Jared Mouston. Uh, I love this question. He says, Hey, where do we start if our lender relationship started, but is not really set up like a business, but more like hanging out and talking? So how do we, how do we fix that? How do we, in?" And Jared, I'm going to assume you want to remain friends. We're not saying how do we you know, put a stop to the friend side, uh, but how do we help transition this from, from just a friendship to, hey, this is a serious business relationship where we're both committed and we both have expectations and obligations and responsibilities and privileges as part of this relationship. Jeff, what are your thoughts? As far as
0: ask that question again.
1: So how do we how do we transition it from just a hanging out and talking to, hey, this is now a professional relationship instead of like traditionally most lenders, you know, they think, okay well, I'm going to bring donuts into the agent's office or I'm going to take them to lunch once in a while or whatever. And that's going to get me business. But the reality is that's not really beneficial to either one. You know, I mean, it's it's better than nothing, but it's not great. Right. I mean, the donuts are going to make them fat and going out to lunch all the time. I mean, come on. How does that move the needle? So if go
0: ahead, you first. It starts with a relationship. Uh, that's what we teach all of our LOs. Like you, it, it is a relationship. That's, that's first and foremost. And if you don't have a relationship, it's probably, not gonna, it's probably not gonna go anywhere. That's where it starts. But then once that relationship is then established, for me, like it's, I tell my LOs this, once you're breaking bread with them and you're talking about family and you're hanging out and all that jazz, it's easy to then go for the ask. And it's the same thing from an agent perspective. Once, you, once you're comfortable with your lender, it's easy to go for the ask hey, let's just cut through the BS. What can we do to further this, this relationship? What can we do? Like, can you spend money? Can you afford to? Can you do some marketing for me? What, what kind of advantages can you bring to me? What can you contribute to my event? Can you physically be at open house? What can you do? Um, and that's, that's I, I think that kind of answers your question. I hope it does.
1: So watch this. It it does. I'm going to ask a question and then I'm going to go back to talking about this answer uh, while people are typing their answers in. So here's my question for everybody watching right now. Type this in. How many transactions did you close last year? And here's why I'm asking. I'm going to give you an idea of kind of the income potential that you could be looking at based on the number of transactions you closed last year what kind of income could you expect to be getting from a lender partner? Uh, So type in how many transactions did you do in 2019? Type that into your screen right now. Don't be afraid. Just, you know, let's be open and transparent. Look, nobody's going to make funny. And if anybody does, we'll boot them off the thread, right? Like that's not who we are. We're all, we, we all operate at different levels and there's opportunity for everybody at different levels. So type in how many transactions did you close in 2019 and I will tell you how what to expect I say I Jeff and I will tell you what you can kind of expect uh, to be getting uh, in in terms of revenue from the mortgage side Uh, I see coach Susan Crawford one of our club both coaches is the first to type in her answer so we'll be answering her next but before we do I'm going to come back to that last question and that is if I start off as a friendship how do I get this to transition into more of a business relationship and let me tell you here's where it starts you got to want that. And uh, the person on the other side of the table has to want that as well. If you both want it, then you have to set and get very, very clear about your expectations for one another. So if I do this, you're going to do that. My expectation of you is, you know, if I'm sending you four or five transactions a month, I'm going to expect you to be on my huddles every day, or I'm going to expect you to be at my call night, or I'm going to expect to blah, 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 blah. And you put it in writing that now you got to be careful that when, when I the part that you're going to put in writing is the expectations of being on the team, but it cannot include if I send you this transaction, you're going to pay me that kind of stuff. You got to do through your attorney. Be very, very careful about that. But I do think it's important to memorialize what your expectations of their performance are. Uh, Jeff, any thoughts on
0: that? Yeah, no, you hit it on the head. Nothing, nothing more to add there, other than like you said. I do think that's great. I think you should set expectations. It's not tit for tat. It can't be, Mm but one hundred percent. You, you, uh, you should set expectations. I love the call night idea. That's and if a lender doesn't want to be there for your call night, they're they're not the right person. That's nuts. Right? Exactly.
1: Not only that, I want my lender in my CRM, right? I want my lender having access to the same leads that I have access to because guess what? They're going to fill in gaps where we miss stuff. They're going to help bring us opportunities that we're going to miss, um, they're going to do things like third party endorsement, right? If my lender's calling these leads, they're going to be endorsing me and my team as, as we are endorsing them. That third party endorsement is massively valuable to everybody involved. Uh, and you know what's funny? I have literally only seen one person type in their transaction count, what they did in terms of closings last year. Is Susan Crawford really the only one brave enough to do this? What cracks me up is she's also the only one brave enough on the call to actually admit that she's a Broncos fan. So she is due some respect here. Uh, so, you know, since her team gets absolutely no respect for me or anyone else, um, that being said, Susan coach, Susan Crawford at 43 transactions per year, uh, an agent would expect that, uh, if they, let's say that you got, of those which is a very reasonable number let's say you got 50% of those transactions uh, closed through your preferred lender Um, as as an example Jeff in a market where uh, average commission is let's call it around $10,000 that'd be uh, so let's let's say the average sales price let's go with a $400,000 average sales price just for easy numbers what does a lender generally make on a $400,000 transaction
0: Ooh, that's a question. That's a question. It's tough to answer because it's so the way lenders, the way LOs get paid is basis points, which is a percentage of the volume, right? The loan amount, not the purchase price. Um, and it can range. It depends. I mean, every, every model is different, but I've seen anywhere from, you know, next to nothing, like 50 bips um, all the way up to 200 basis points, which is 2%. That's rare. The yeah. average, I would say is probably 75 to 150. Uh, most it's people are in the that's more normal. 100, 125 is more normal.
1: Okay, so what does that mean? So so for those of, uh, that are watching that have no clue what a BIP or a BIP, I mean, a BIP, what is that? Is that like a, a candy? Is that like nerds or, you know, like like those little cocoa nibs or whatever? Like what's a BIP? Like,
0: it, well, it's short for basis points. Um, and what, I, I, what does that mean? Seri- what's 100 I BIPs? I seriously think it was designed just to make people confused so they wouldn't try to understand it. But it's literally just a percentage. I mean, 125 basis points is 1.25. That's it. So take the loan amount, multiply it by 1. Point, you know, 1.25 percent, and that's what they're earning.
1: The loan amount, not the purchase price. Correct. Very important connotation. All right. So on a $400,000 transaction, actually, let's use. Let's say it's a $450,000 transaction. I probably got a $400,000 loan amount. At a $400,000 loan amount, if my lender is getting 1.25 basis points, that is, uh, what is that? Four. Well, we 5, should. 000. We should stick.
0: We should stick with 100 basis points because it's easier math.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, but even at 125, it's, it's 5,000 bucks,
0: right? Sure. So yeah. lender makes 5,000
1: bucks on that transaction. So, and, and everybody, I just want you to think about this in your mind. Generally speaking, most businesses will allocate somewhere between 10 and 25% of their revenue to lead generation. That's pretty common, right? For any business. So if I've got a lender that's making, let's say $5,000 on a transaction, and again, that's at a $450,000 and we're taking a lot of assumptions here. So you never know what it is for years. Um, but I could reasonably assume that they're going to have out of that $5,000, $500 is going to be allocated to lead generation. Somewhere between $500 and $1,000 is going to probably be allocated toward lead generation. That's not uncommon um, and, or for, for pretty much any business out there, regardless of the industry. And so if I'm sending them 10 to 20 transactions a year, then I would assume that somewhere between five and $10,000 a year in revenue would be a good expectation um, if I'm sending them that volume of business. So if I want to, now, again, taking a lot of assumptions and from a respite compliance standpoint, it cannot be tit for tat. um, But you need to analyze based on how much your lender partner is making, based on how much business you're sending them, is it even financially viable for them to help you with marketing? Because in a lot of cases, it might not even be viable for them,
0: so. All right. Yeah, and, I agree, and one, and one thing to point out too, when you're breaking down like Susan's 43 transactions, how many are buy sides versus list sides? So right there, it's probably 50-50. So that number is really like 20.
1: And That's then right. what is
0: the, and then how many of those buy sides were cash? Throw those out. That's um, right, And so, yeah, it's, it's you really gotta dive into those numbers and figure out what's realistic.
1: I completely agree so really what we're saying is do some homework if you're not sure how to do the homework private message me uh or chat or better even still chat with your club wolf coach they can help you with this uh and I hate to just yeah, I've got to jump speaking to coaches we've got our coaches call coming up and Michael Browse I gotta tell you brother love you but dude did you, like admitting that you're a Broncos fan man seriously that's like that's like going out in public and saying, hey, I beat my children. I'm not saying you—you you know it's good or bad if you beat your children. You just don't want to admit that in public. Okay, that's right. No, it's bad to beat your children. Don't do that. All right. That being said, uh, don't forget, guys, uh, go to clubwealth.com forward slash video workshop. That is the two-day intensive video workshop with Jeff Fitzer and myself in Seattle. You're going to get to spend two days with us. We've got all kinds of stuff. I will tell you this. You will come away from that blown away, you will be excited. You will get to network with other agents as well. You will have all kinds of stuff done in your business by the time you leave there. And hey, you get to hang out with Jeff and I, and it's going to be a very small group. We only allow, uh, actually, normally we only allow 10 people at these workshops. We're going to limit this one. I believe we've got five or seven. I can't remember the number we limited this one to. Um, But seriously, you guys come out, go to clubwealth.com forward slash video workshop and join us for that uh, workshop. And then the other thing is don't forget about our sponsor today, Wise Hire. That's clubwealth.com forward slash W-I-Z-E-H-I-R-E. We appreciate them promoting this uh, and, and making this possible. And then finally, if you have not done so already, you are freaking crazy if you have not already signed up for Listing Agent Bootcamp. That is www.clubwealth.com forward slash L-A-B-C. And let me tell you, we have – More people signed up for that event this year at this time, than we have actually almost 100 more people signed up right now than we did at this time last event. Uh, And so we are going to not only sell out, we're going to sell out a lot sooner. So it's very important you get your tickets right away, whether you're an agent, lender, uh, broker, owner, team leader, buyer agent listing agent administrative team member or youth and leadership we have from for 12 to 21 year olds we have a youth and leadership event happening as part of that event uh so make sure you get your tickets and get signed up today have a great day and jeff fitzer usa mortgage thank you very very much for making this happen for us today appreciate you brother
0: you're welcome looking forward to seeing you soon